welcome back to middle ground do you think i should open things up with a song sure i've been singing caroline (laughs) because i have that if i die young bury me inside and then we were talking about is it saturn or is it satin or is it it said inside until i put the lyrics (laughs) on my story two seconds ago and learned that it was satin right i used to think it was saturn but then as i grew up i'm like that's not what it which says which also doesn't make well i guess are you when you were little were you under the impression that there was a river on saturn then i don't know what i thought when i <coughs> bless you when i i'm one of those people that i listen to the lyrics but i think i do but mm-hmm. then when i actually but you don't no i don't and i'm like what's wrong with me <laughs> i listen to the lyrics oh my gosh okay wait before i go into this i'm joe I'm Caroline. <laughs> if you're new here, we're just talking at the beginning of this episode. But um, today, somebody tagged me in a TikTok mm-hmm. of this song that is a kid's trap is what the album's called. Okay. And it's like kid's rap songs. Oh, okay. It's not kid's singing it. It's adults, but it's like for lyrics kids. for kids. Oh, okay. But it's rap music. And there's one called I Love My Mom. And it's dedicated to somebody named Gardner. It is? Yes. That's pretty cool. At the beginning of it. And somebody tagged me on TikTok. And they're like, did you know? Here, hold on. I have it playing on my... Um... What? Right? What? Yeah, you're going to have to play that for, for so the anyway. rest of life. We'll be listening to only that the rest of forever. (laughs) It's going to be engraved in her mind. Be Mm -hmm. like, this guy wrote this for you. And released it in 2017. Yes. Before your father and I were engaged, (laughs) married, or even thinking of having you. That's so weird. Yeah. I don't know anyone named Gardner. No. Do you? Yes. Like a first name. Yes. I know one boy. Oh, you do? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, and then I have met one person that says they know somebody, first name Gardner. Oh, really? Both, everybody is a boy. Oh. I don't, and that's only two. Gardner. I can only see it as a girl because she's a girl. But. Right. Yeah, there was a kid that I didn't really know in college. I think that's what his name was. I didn't know him. I can't picture a grown man named Gardner. Yeah. Like, that's weird to me. Not weird. I mean. I like it. I like it. It's cute. Yeah. We liked it because we knew that we could use it for a boy or a girl, but I wouldn't have used it for a boy. I was really, like, I have names. I think the majority of the names on our list are pretty um, unisex. Like, oh, they are. It it could go either way. Um, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. Yet I have very diehard opinions about <laughs> okay. if it's a boy name or a girl name. Yeah, because everybody has commented after having Gardner, they're like, "Was that your boy name too?" Because right. it could go either way. And I'm like, "No, that was on my <laughs> girl list only." Yeah, like no, it wasn't. That is interesting. Like I've never thought about that, of course, because I don't have kids. But I think I would be the same way. Like, say the name's Taylor, I'd be like, "Oh, it's a girl." Right. Like, I'm not going to name my boy. Taylor. And no. why is that? I don't know. I think like, it's just in your, ingrained in your mind from, I guess, childhood or something. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, I view Taylor as a girl. Which is funny, because I know more boys named Taylor, but if I saw it on a list of baby names, I would assume they were using it for a girl. Yeah. That is weird. I don't know a lot of Taylor boys. But I also, I kind of like... I don't know if this is a weird way of thinking, but I like them having a name that spans across that it doesn't matter who they become or who they want to yes, be. Yes, yeah, I like they, that th- too. They can keep their name. Yeah, I like that too. And when I, my mom said she was going to name me Michael and I'm like, you should have done that. Like I could totally see myself as a Michael and my dad's name's Michael, call him Mike. But I'm like, why didn't you guys do that? I missed a chance. So I like, no. I've always liked that name and I know one girl named michael she went to my high school i've never met a girl named and it, michael. it's cool and she like it i have a boy her. cousin named michael oh really i like that name it's cute yeah. i also like the name ryan for a girl i know a couple girls i know both i know both but i think i know more ryan girls actually um but not a lot i'm trying to think of what boy names i've really liked for girls 
We should name a girl Steve. Mm-hmm. I was thinking I know it's Stevie. Frankie Stevie. Because mm-hmm. that's cute. But I've, dog names, man, that was hard. Like naming I a love dog. Frankie. Me too. I love it. And so do a lot of people. A lot of, it's weird because the older people that come up to us and like, oh, what's your dog's name? We say Frankie. They assume it's a boy. But the younger generation assumes it's a girl. I'm like, that's so weird. That's that same conversation. It's funny. that It's shifting. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because they're like, oh, that's such a cute name. The younger, but the older, like, oh, won't that confuse her? I'm like, she doesn't know. Doesn't like, matter. What are you talking about? Um, well, you know that Shelby was a boy name. Oh, really? And so was Ashley. Oh, yeah. I know a boy, Ashley. Yeah. Those both that used is to be interesting. Like boy names, and now everybody would assume girl. Mm-hmm. Bizarre. I've never met a boy named Caroline. I know. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I've met lots of boys named Joe. Yeah, my cousin's name is Joe. Yeah. People in college, I've probably told this story on the podcast before, but in college, one of my best friends who just found out she's having a boy. Nice. Kind of fun. Naming her Joe. <laughs> yeah. I recommended that. No, that's not what she's naming him, but um i wish mm. my dream was somebody to name a baby after me <laughs> oh i'm so self-absorbed um no but uh what was i saying oh when we were in college i my freshman year of college went home with her for easter okay and her mom knew who i was but like none of the extended family knew me and so her mom had been saying yeah joe's coming home with her for well, her whole family oh. like, didn't ask for more details, and the whole family was expecting she was bringing a boy home, <laughs> and they were, like, so excited. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, who's this Joe guy? <laughs> yes. And then it was me, and I and was like, all what disappointed. a letdown. Yeah. That is funny. Yeah. I'm surprised that hasn't happened more to you. Oh, it happens a oh, okay. lot. Yeah, it happens a lot. Um, it's how I know if my friends have toxic spouses or significant others. Oh, why? Because... They'll be like, oh, I'm with Joe. And if they're like, who's oh. Joe? <laughs> Some of them funny. do do that. And it's like, dude, does it matter? Right. One and two, back off. Yeah. It me. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, no one's... There's a lot of Carolines in my grade, but I've never met a boy Caroline. I mean, I'm not in school anymore. They were in my grade, my class. Do you think there are boy Carolines? I don't know. I don't think so. I I'm sure like there back is. Back to the history of forever, Caroline's a female name. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This has been an interesting start. Yeah, it has. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. We started with if I <laughs> Why are we talking about I this? I have no idea. Anyway. Oh, the rap song. Oh, yeah, because we're talking about songs yeah, and Gardner okay. yeah. and then names. And... Wow. Well, guys, <laughs> it is another day of middle ground. We... Glad you're here. <laughs> Caroline and I haven't been together in a minute. Can you tell? Yeah, seriously. Um, what's your grounding moment? My grounding moment is a really good one. So yesterday I got a facial. Chris gifted me a facial for my birthday, and it happened to be yesterday. But it was a Cairo therapy facial, so it wasn't relaxing. <laughs> so it was fine. But my skin like feels so good. I'm like, okay, I think that was needed. And because I had no idea, like I walked in and he said, just walk in and like he has a membership at the place. It's called Restore. It's in Rogers. If you guys are interested in local, what does a membership entail? So he he doesn't do facials. He does um, chirotherapy. So he sits in okay. this yeah, chamber. Yeah. yeah. I've it's done like that. Three, negative 300 yeah. degrees or something like that. And I did it with Albert when I was in LA. Oh, really? I've pandemic. never done that. Yeah. But it helps his like blood flow. It helps everyone's blood flow and like it has a lot of um, benefits. So he has a membership. It's cold. Have you done it? No, never. It's cold. I know. He wants me to do it. I'm like, I'm not really interested in that. But no, it's, you should do it. Okay. It's only like three minutes I know, or two minutes. I, know. Or... I, I feel like I'd get panic though, but I think I could calm myself down. It, it definitely made, because I don't like small spaces. Yeah. And so, but Albert did it with me. Like we went in together. Right. And that's what Chris said. He said we could do it together. I'm like, okay, I could do that. Yeah, but anyways. It was fun. Yeah. And Matt, or not Matt. Albert blasted like uh, rap music. I got to pick my song. Oh, nice. Oh, got to. Nice, nice. Freeze together. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so he does that. And so he said, um, I booked a facial for me, but just say um, it's for me, Caroline. Uh-huh. 
And I was like, okay. But I walked in. I'm so stupid. I don't know what. I was kind of late a little bit. Like, I was on time, but, like, borderline late. And so I just walked into the door. And I walked in, and there was all these females sitting around. And I was like, like, I made a note of that. I'm like, oh, weird. Like, that's fine. But they were, like, in the waiting room and things. And... I walked up to the counter and I was like, hi, um, my boyfriend's a member here, um, but he's gifting me this facial that was supposed to be at 12. Is that okay? Like all this stuff. And she looked at me and she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, dang it, Chris. Like I knew he should have like called before. And I was like, oh, like I'm supposed to get this facial. And she's like, we're a wax company. And I looked around. I was literally in the wrong place. I was like, you dumbass. (laughs) And I felt like it wasn't like embarrassing, but I could tell everyone was like, is this girl okay? Like, is she lost? Because literally I looked, when I looked up, it was like Brazilian wax. Like that was the name of it. Uh I was like, you dummy. So I walked out. I was like, I'm a scissor. And I walked in the new place, the actual place. And they were like, oh, yes. Was it like next door? Yeah, it was next door. Okay. And that's fair. Yeah. They shouldn't have looked at you like that. They should have been like, oh, you you mean to be next door? Yeah, it was weird jerk like they were like um what are you talking about i was everyone like everyone boycott the brazilian wax place <laughs> no not really not really seriously i was like oh okay and so and it was funny because i was like my boyfriend gifted me. <laughs> and, and they're so like your boyfriend like, has a membership yes. at the brazilian wax and so place. i was like okay never mind so i walked out walked into the new place and they were like oh yes we love chris like yes of course that's fine anyways so i got th- I sit down and or lay down and do all the things and I told her I'm like I've never gotten a facial before she's like oh well it's not gonna be a normal facial it's gonna like really really hurt I was like oh great so it was like 45 minutes of me in pain which is fine um it was like manageable not like real not like torture. no I wasn't like bleeding or anything and she was very nice and but anyways so I did that and then but went back to work and then at, in the evening I went to play with my mom and her you went Colleagues. to Atlas. I went to Atlas had before. Had you been? Yes, I have. Oh, okay. My mom hadn't been, though, and neither have her colleagues, but she wanted to take us out because I've been helping my mom with this one project in specific, and we finished it, and it went great, and so she was, like, celebrating us, which I was like, that's so nice. So we went to Atlas, which is a, like, fine dining restaurant in Fayetteville. If you guys haven't been in our locals, please go check that out. It's actually... Sorry to interrupt, You're but fine. Matt and I, um, our first date when we got back, oh, to, yeah. not even date, but like the first time we saw each other again after we broke up, yeah, was in the bar that used to be just at, a bar, right? It used to just yeah. be a bar and then Atlas redid all of it. Yeah. So anyway, so fun. Just kind of a fun fact. But yeah, so, and it's this cute, it feels like you're up in there and it's like. It's fancy. So Yeah, it's fancy. Um, and then we went to a play at Theater Square, which is like a little square, um, and it was just so nice. Like, I forgot how much I missed that. Like, because we feel used to, normal. Yeah. Like, we used to do that a lot. And when I was younger, like, we went to plays a lot. And I was like, this is so nice. And, like, everyone had to be vaccinated and everyone wore a mask. So I felt really safe as well. And I was like, this is so nice. And the play was hysterical. It's um, Designing Women and would highly recommend you should go. You and Matt should go date night because it's so good. Like, so good. I was I like, like going to a theater. Yeah, it's so nice. And also, like, the whole day I felt like I had a break from Frankie, which I love Frankie to death. But I was like, I need a break from you, mm-hmm. little child. So that was my grounding moment. What about you? I love that. <laughs> it was a good day yesterday. Um, my grounding moment is uh, Gardner slept through the night last night. Yay. After, like four or five days of waking up in the night which she had not been doing she's been sleeping through the night for a while right but when they hit like three and a half to four and a half months they go through what everybody talks about as the four month sleep regression um not everybody has a hard time with it but basically babies are adjusting from like newborn sleep cycle to sleep cycles like what adults do yeah and they have to learn how to do it yeah um, and so we've had a lot of sleepless nights this week and, uh, I was wiped out and last night she slept. Yay. So we've been good. making little minor adjustments. I think we're probably going to move her into her own room. Oh, you are? Yeah. Are you sad? <laughs> um, it's not sad as much as it is like, I, I'm anxious about yeah. it. Like not having her right there to right. be able to pick Check up on, on her. anything that could be, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm afraid I'm going to be up in the night 
like walking into her room and checking on her uh we have a good monitor system and all that so that's great we have a good security all like we have all those things that are supposed to reassure me Mm -hmm. and maybe it'll work i just um i've had a lot of postpartum anxiety right like just navigating i'm nervous about it yeah i'm nervous about navigating it i'm not nervous about her yeah. Like, I think she'll sleep better. I think I, I'm just nervous about how I'm going to take it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a huge change. And I've had that, like, totally different from you. But with a dog and leaving her by herself. Yeah. And I literally bought a camera. I'm like, I can't leave her by herself. <laughs> so she has this, like, dog camera. It's basically a baby monitor because it's yep. connected to an app on my phone. And so when I leave her in her crate, I, like, watch her. Literally, if I'm at Walmart, I'm, like, watching the dog. I'm like, am I okay? And I'm like, I wonder if I'm going to be like this one of my parent, like an actual parent. Yeah. You never know. But it's weird because when I'm stressed, I uh, am an Enneagram one. So I've been like an Enneagram one this whole past like two weeks. That's fun. Yeah, it's nice. Because, <laughs> fun little change. <laughs> like, because I'm like, my house is spotless, mm-hmm. like absolutely spotless. Everything has a place. I had my cleaning service come and like deep clean everything. Frankie's has like her own area, her own box, and like everything's labeled. I'm like, who am I? But it's nice because I'm not usually like that. Oh, I'm all for that. I feel like I was telling Matt, um, I feel like like if I look at videos of our house pre-pandemic, yeah, everything's so organized and everything has a place. Mm-hmm. And I'm at this point right now in my life where I've started questioning because I've always thought, oh, you're organized and put together. And, like, you have spots for everything, and you like things to stay clean, counters clear, sink empty. That's who you are. Um, And I have been messy for long enough now that I'm questioning who I am. I'm like, was I ever that way? Did I make that up in my head? Oh. Does that make sense? Like, I'm... Because our house has been messy for so long. Right. You're like, what's real? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like... I feel like from an outside looking in... I feel like you always had a place in your home. Like since I've known you, your house has been clean. Like it, it wasn't ever messy, messy. But you also don't mind. It's not that you don't mind, but it's not like spotless. Like No. Yeah, but I wouldn't, I'm not, I never labeled you as like, oh, Joe's the clean friend. I don't think I'm like that. But what I mean is, I didn't think I was, because like my friend Callie, who I feel like I talk about on the podcast a lot, she's one of my best friends from college. She's clean. Right. Like on Sundays, we lived together, or we didn't live together, but we lived at the same apartment complex. And on Sunday morning, I would go over because we'd go out to a party on Saturday night in college. And then Sunday, everybody's hungover and they would make breakfast over there and stuff. And Car- or, Caroline, Caroline. <laughs> Lord. Callie would clean, deep clean the entire apartment mm. every Sunday. Right. How many college kids do you know that did yeah, that? Yeah, literally none. No one. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, vacuum. It didn't matter how many people were over there eating breakfast. She'd have the vacuum out. Just like, lift your feet. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Like, every single Sunday, I which love I love. Yeah. So, I've never been like that. Yeah. But things have a place yeah you've always had a place and like your pantry everything's organized and even your bathroom like everywhere yeah in fact but then some like i'm not above like things piling up on the counter though no you're not like you know like stuff like that but since i got pregnant i got pregnant and then i was sleeping like 16 hours a day and when i wasn't sleeping i was throwing up and when i wasn't throwing up i was recording the podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) right that was it for like four or five, and ever since then, it's just hit the fan. Yeah. No, I feel like you're bonds. I think when we move, well, I, that's what I, and that's where I'm getting with all of this. I told Matt, I feel like I'm starting to get back to a groove, a groove, and like the dishes are getting done again. Yeah. And the counter's getting cleared more often. Right. And I'm actually going through the mail and I'm responding to the emails <laughs> and, you know, right. Um, so I I think because well, when there. you're stressed, what enneagram are you? You're a I don't know three uh, six nine. You go which way? You're a, a nine. nine, which I guess makes yeah. That's not useful. 
No, it's not. I, I feel like mine's shut. very useful. I know, that's what I'm, I'm like, But jealous. it's not, it's, I mean to other people. Like, when Chris comes over, I'm like, hey, shoes out. Like, I'm like a one. And I, he's like, I don't like this. You're literally Krell DeVille. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's bad for other people. For me, it's like, very nice. Yeah. I think I'm the opposite. Whenever I'm in a bad place or like a hard place, it's really unhealthy. Like I have a lot of unhealthy behavior toward myself, mm. but I'm much more like, whatever. To yeah. You're else. very indecisive. Yeah. I'm like, mm, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Right. But that's not who I am whenever I'm, when I'm in a good place. No. I'm like this. Yeah. This, this, this. Exactly. Okay. You want that? That's fine. You're not around. You're right. Not. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's um, funny. Yeah, my grounding moment was Gardner sleeping. Nice. That's the shortened version of that. Um, Are you ready to dive in on today? Let's do it, yeah. We're going to be talking about saying no and how it's okay to say no. (laughs) I'm really good at it. I've got... mm, Let me rephrase that. (laughs) Okay. Because that made it sound like I've always been. Yeah, she's like, I'm a pro. I have gotten much better at this. Yeah, I feel like you have too. I feel like I have always been good at this. I agree. Okay, good. That's, <laughs> why, like, that's why I rephrased. Okay, I was waiting for your response. I'm like, have I? Um, yeah, I feel like I'm good at it. Yeah, Just I because agree. my personality, mm-hmm. like solely because of that. Yep. Like I don't really care to like upset or I'm not upset. Like, and that's what we're talking about. Like saying no, we want you guys to feel like saying no isn't like the end all be all. Saying no is a form of self-care. Literally. <laughs> yeah and once you like train your mind to think that and you'll be happier well the thing is i think that a lot of people not saying no stems from people pleasing oh yeah but you need to understand that we're gonna get into all this but that saying no to someone can be a way of pleasing them because they're not relying on you to do something that is too much on your plate didn't get that so if you say yes when you should have said no, there's a good chance that you're not providing as good of a service, product, friendship, whatever it is that you said yes gotcha. to. Like you're probably not going to show up at 100. Right. Which then you're not doing as good of a job your, anyway. Yeah. That is very so, true. So, you know, we'll get into it and I'll yeah. make that make more sense. Yeah. But. Yeah. But I, I totally agree. Like people pleasing is a big issue that I can't really relate to. Like, it's really hard for me. And But Chris has made me realize, because he's the ultimate people pleaser, like, oh my gosh, people are like that. Like, I never, I was kind of naive to that. I, I thought everyone thought like me, because I'm just young and I always thought that. But I'm like, oh my gosh, like, people care. And maybe I need to care more. So I've tried to find the balance between all of that. But I will say that... Um, I don't know when I'm trying to think when I was younger my mom is also an Enneagram 8 I'm a 7 wing 8 so I think I learned a lot from my mom because she is very good at saying no Mm -hmm. and she always told me from the opposite the reverse side of it like Caroline the worst thing they could say is no or she said always said what's the worst thing they could say and then I'd be like I don't know and she said no but like literally you're not going to die. Like they're just going to say no and you're going to move on with your life. So I've always thought that. Mm-hmm. So when I say no, I'm like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Like, nope. And it shouldn't be for no, others to I, receive. It's one of those things that you need to interact with other people as if they're healthy. Right. Like, I think that being kind and respectful is really important, but we all of a sudden start to change our behaviors based on other people's unhealthy habits to try and spare them like so-and-so's insecure so I say yes when I want to say no to protect her right and I'm not saying that we don't want to protect people but that's not a reason to say no Mm -hmm. because everybody needs to process their own trauma everybody needs to work through their own insecurities and issues and within reason, even if you have it figured out at that time in your life, 
that doesn't mean you can spread yourself thin in order to make up for the people who are not in a phase that they have it figured out. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah. And like the thing is like once you get clear on like your values, like your true values, what you like, who you are, and not worry about what other people want you to be, it becomes easier to be like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, no. Like that doesn't align with my values. That's not... I don't have time for that. And so once, and I've learned that over the years, my whole life, like I have such this like driven path kind of, but not really. Like I'm very flexible. I can change the path and I'm up for change, but it's like, I have this direction I'm going. And so I'm going to say yes or no accordingly to get me to where I want to go. And so that's the point of this. Like, it's not saying never say yes again in your life. Like, of course, say yes to good opportunities and good things, but know that there's a choice to say no. Like, you don't always have to say yes. I've had to work on this, and sometimes I still find myself getting, quote-unquote, tricked into things. Um, Because a lot of people utilize that people-pleasing to their advantage. Mm -hmm. And... uh, they will ask for favors and help on things and word it in ways that make you feel like you have to say yeah, yes. Yeah, and feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And I've been working really hard the last couple of years to let that guilt go um, and just say no. Yeah. To, I don't know. Like, I think about that. It reminds me of MLMs. Right. People sliding into it. And I feel like so many women are taken advantage of via that style of they're not going to say no they Mm -hmm. they say yes to the phone call or yes to the meeting and then in the meeting once in person they you know feel like they can't say no yeah get trapped and so i think i i think okay let me start here ways to say no okay when you're first adjusting to this it can be really hard um, to just straight tell people no. Yeah, you'll probably have a lot of anxiety. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. They're going to hate me. Like all these negative things are associated with saying no. Yes, and I, I give this advice when I'm talking about uh, pricing for family and friends when it comes to freelance work or photography work. And if somebody's like, hey, could you photograph my birthday party? Um, whatever. And it's in person and you feel on the spot. I've always expressed, well, respond with, oh, well, why don't you shoot me an email and I'll look at my calendar when I'm back home and we can move from there. Right. And then they'll send me an email and I'll respond back. Here's my pricing. Here's my, you know, and then if they never respond, that's fine. Whatever. If they're looking for somebody to do it for free, that's fine. Right. Um, But favors are kind of the same way or events are the same way. If somebody's like, hey, do you want to go get dinner? Tuesday night and you don't want to go but you're not to the point that you're comfortable just saying no um don't be afraid to use some of those stalling tactics to slowly transition into more no's yeah like just say hey you know I have to run it by insert family member here or you know yeah let me look at my calendar when I get home yeah or you know or gardener's feed time is this like you've done that to me I'm like yeah that's like, I don't take that negatively. I'm like, right. that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> I will like, be there then. Yeah. Don't don't be afraid to utilize some of those things. And the thing is, you don't want to use those as crutches forever. You want to get to a point that when somebody says that, that you're like, oh, no, I'm not interested. Yeah. Or I'm not available. Or I'm not available. And you're comfortable doing that and not moving. Yeah. But if you need that transitional space, it's okay. And don't be afraid to move things from in-person interaction to a text yeah you know like that's what I mean by saying oh yeah I'll check my calendar when I get home yeah I know you've taught me that and I've done that to like literally everyone that's asked me that is like a friend or a family friend yeah because it can be hard in person yes because it's like um I need to pay my bills and I need money (laughs) right exactly and I know as as a lot of you that are listening, I know it's not everybody, but um, a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurial spirited or photographers or service providers in some way. And I think that's when I started to learn to say no was 2018. 
because Caroline were we're on our like what fifth sixth flight of that month yeah and I'm falling apart <laughs> and it was like I have got to practice this and do better mm-hmm. it was gonna be bad yeah yeah because it's just not healthy no what about what would your advice be I know that I've had this question a lot like somebody who is struggling with a relationship within their own family and saying no to family yeah that's hard like putting boundaries up um I don't I think start again with those filler um phrases like I'm not available or you know the English language is so complex like just pick a phrase yeah um but I I don't know what to say because I can't really relate to that because my family's pretty open and we communicate really well, which I'm really grateful for. But I don't know. In certain, I'll like give Chris's friends as an example. So like, I love Chris, but and I love his friends. It's not they're not horrible people. Well, saying no isn't about disliking no anyone ever. No, it's not. And but however, when Chris is living with all his roommates they would be like, where's Caroline? Like, why isn't Caroline around? Does Caroline not like us? But I was telling Chris, like, I can't do that. Like, I, I'm not, I can't go out every day. I can't party. I can't, I'm not in I'm college. I'm a student. I'm, yeah, that's not my life. And Chris understood that. Chris was like, got it. Like, she, that's not, she's not in this phase of her life. Yeah. But his friends really had a hard time because they're like, she's our age. Like, she thinks she's better than me I thought they thought that I yeah. don't know what they really thought and so you but were fearful of yeah I was fearful that. but I try I was still like well I have to hold my ground like I have a job I have places to be things to do and so it's all about balance and I would go over there of course because I wanted to see Chris but they were like oh like we're having this party and I'd be like I can't come like I can't and I would just tell them straight up like listen, I have a photo shoot and I have to edit all these photos. That's a good excuse that I always used and still use. Like, I have so many photos to edit, which it's is not an true. excuse. It's just a fact. It's so true. Like, guys, you don't even understand. Like, I'm literally going to stare at my computer all night because I to finish these photos. And most people would understand. They're like, okay, yeah. But the goal, I think, for me was to get past that excuse making where I was justifying my no. Yeah. And just being able to say no. Yeah. Because people don't need to know that you're busy. All like you, your no plan could be to sit on your couch and eat a whole gallon of ice cream. Right. I don't care what it is. You should feel confident and comfortable in saying no. And so saying things like, like Caroline saying, editing photos, all of that. Great. Mm -hmm. Transitional. Right. But that's, that's where I struggled. Yeah, I mean, it is hard, but I'll also say this with drinking because I used to drink just like a normal 21-year-old when I was like 19 in Italy. Like, I feel like my 19th year was kind of like my 21st. Like, I just was drinking and, you know, having fun. And as I grew up and now, I don't drink a lot. Like, I just don't. Um, There's no really reason. I just, I'm not drawn to it. And so... That was another issue, not issue, but like whenever I was with Chris's friends, they'd be like, oh, you're not going to order anything? And I'm like, no, I'm happy with water. Like, yeah, instead of being like, oh, like, you know, I'm not comfortable. Like, I didn't have to give them an excuse because there wasn't, like, they don't. That's one thing I never struggled with because I didn't really drink in college. Right. Not that I never had a drink. That, That would be dramatic. But... I would just say no. Yeah, and that's, I learned that. I was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. And they don't care. Nope. No one cares. I never ran into people caring. No. But I feel like I was told over and over again that people would. Yes. And that they would try to push it on me. But no one ever did. I was never offered drugs. Yeah, neither was I, actually. Ever. (laughs) Like, everybody's like, there's going to come a time that somebody offers you a hit of their joint or whatever. Yeah. I got, like, to adulthood, and I was like, when's the part where they offer me drugs? (laughs) You know? Did I miss that chapter? Yeah, I really, I was waiting, and I know that it does happen. I'm not saying that, you know, all my friends who ended up 
trying and using various drugs and stuff in high school and college always told me that I had narc energy. Had what? Narc energy. What's narc? I like I was gonna tell on them. I was a tattletale. And I was like, (laughs) that hurt that 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 hurted me. I don't think I have narc energy, but I think I have intimidating energy. And so people are just like scared to ask me. I don't think I would have told anybody. I don't think you would have either. But I just think that's funny. That that's is what, funny. That my friends from high school to this day are like, yeah, we didn't invite you to stuff because, <laughs> well, and I think part of that is my, I told my parents everything. Oh. Like my parents a lot of times would be like, you don't have to tell us everything, <laughs> you know, like you can have secrets. Yeah, you can have secrets. <laughs> yeah. Like, so and so, um, I think that they were just like, oh, she's going to tell her parents. And now thinking about it, it wouldn't have been me like tattling. It would have yeah. just been me like, guys, you will never a normal, guess what happened. Yeah, conversation. Not normal, but like, just they would. my parents weren't the kind of parents to freak out about something unless they thought somebody was in danger. Yeah, that's kind of how my mom was. And my mom always said, if you do something naughty or something you're not supposed to do, I better not find out. Like, that was the rule. Like, when I find out, that's the problem. You know what happened to me in high school? What? There was this, like... 16 to 18 or 15 to 17 year old like club that they opened okay. for people under 18 oh club okay gotcha yeah and so I thought you meant like book club or like no, a no, school. no no like mm-ts, okay, mm-ts, okay. Mm-ts. gotcha <laughs> and people would go and dance and whatever and i i never went sounded like a lot of fun yeah um but somebody told my parents that their kid had seen me there or they saw me there when they were dropping their kids off or picking kids up or the, yeah. I don't know. And my parents got so mad and thought I was lying to them. Oh, but it literally wasn't you. But I literally, I don't even know where it was <laughs> I, to this day. There were a couple things like that that happened to me in high school. And I think back on it and I'm like, one, who did that person see that they thought was me? Yeah, literally my doppelganger or what? Yeah. And uh, two... To this day, do my parents really think that I was there and that I was lying to them? Mm. Maybe. I don't know. But no, I really wasn't, like, I wasn't there. <laughs> that is really funny. Anyway, that has nothing to do with saying no, but I just thought of <laughs> yeah. that. Sometimes I just think back on things from high I school. know, I think about that too. I'm like, why did I do that? Or like, do people think of me this way because I did Oh, I did so X, much stupid stuff. You know? It's so wild to think, like, every single person in this universe has a different perspective of you. Oh, yeah. Like, that's crazy. But that's why nothing matters. Because, like, you could literally do whatever you want. It doesn't matter because everyone is entitled and can have their own perspective, and they do. Right. So it's like, why are you so worried about pleasing everyone? Because at the end of the day, they're going to have their own thoughts on you anyways. Yeah. Just wild thing about, but I think that's been hard for me because as we've started being more public with our social media and sharing and things, I'm hearing a lot more people's perspective about me. Right. Like the more you share online, the more people feel entitled to share their perspective. Yeah, because they think you they know you. Yeah, and that's been hard realization because I think I've always lived over, well, it doesn't matter if they don't like me or not. Well, then when you have people telling you that they don't like you and why they don't like you and the way they see you is so different from the intent or that's hard. Yeah. But you have to say no to focusing on that. Mm-hmm. I I think I have the hardest time telling myself no. Oh, really? Yeah now where I am in life I don't think I'm struggling anymore with when somebody asks me to go to dinner being like no no thanks yeah or when somebody asks me to take on an additional project and just saying no like I I can't yeah um I think I'm struggling a lot more with seeing all of these opportunities in front of me that I really want to do and deciding what I can take on as an individual yeah yeah that is hard when there's like, and that's the other thing, like if you have the opportunity of all these opportunities, like you were just saying, just like all these doors are open and you feel like, 
trapped almost. You're like, oh my gosh, which door do I go down? Oh my gosh, like what do I say no? What do I say yes with? You don't have to answer yes or no on the spot of anything. Like right. go home, sit with it, write pros and cons down of everything and decide like you have the choice and that's like the whole point of this you have the choice to like live the life you want right and you shouldn't be living for others I don't know if you guys can hear Gardner in the background I don't know if they can but I can so maybe they can if you guys can hear her we're not we're not ignoring we're not her. neglecting <laughs> she's with her dad back in his office and she is clearly having a little bit of a temper tantrum yeah. back there um, I just wanted to clarify yeah. because if they Good can call. hear the baby screaming, in I know the we're just like la la la. We're yeah. like she's fine. Yeah, we'll we're like the so podcast. say no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, just wanted to yeah, clarify. Yeah, she she's in good hands, and yes. the dogs are with her, yes. watching over her. So she yeah, has she's three now, bodyguards with her. Yes. Another thing I do that's like on the along the lines of saying no, and like um, because I think I'm really good about my time like my time's really valuable mm-hmm. to me and so say I go to coffee with a friend or dinner with a friend every single time I go I'm like hey I have to be gone at like 10 25 oh like I have stuff to do and I don't say it like that like I say it that in my head because that's kind of rude if you're like I have stuff to do like can we like hurry this up that's a really I don't do that I have started doing that because I used to, because I'm an Enneagram 7, so I can sit and talk forever Same. and, like, sit and have dinner. I can do that. Well, but that's like, almost, like, respectful to your... It's not even about not wanting to spend up. more time with the person. It's about being respectful to yourself so that yes. you make sure that you're getting all the other things done. Yes, and then in my head, it's like, okay, I have an hour with this human being that I'm going to be totally present Mm -hmm. but I know after this hour's up it's like go time with whatever I need to get done and so I've started doing that and it's so helpful and all the people that I've done it to aren't even offended they're like okay so how was your like they move straight on to the conversation like they understand don't you think that that makes everybody feel better though because you're like there's an end. Yes, yes. You're setting the tone for everyone. Because sometimes I'll get anxious whenever I'm hanging out with someone, not because I don't like them. Yes. But because I'm like, how am I going to end this? this? And how I used I to be like this? that. I used to be like that. And that's why I was like, how do I solve this? Like how, because it's like, I could go on and on, but like, I right. need to solve this. And so I figured out like doing that, like, hey, I got a wedding edit. I need to be done around 10 30 does that sound good and they're like yeah of course like I have stuff to do too like because they do they have a life always has stuff to do yeah and so yeah I do agree it helps both parties and no one's offended like no you think that would be offensive though like hey like see I don't but I've never thought about yeah you need to start doing doing that like I have to record the podcast in like an hour 30 minutes I sometimes I don't like sometimes I like to sit long depending who it is but like well, and that's fine if you guys are in a situation where you're really enjoying yourself. Yes. You can say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and postpone that if you're right. available to continue sitting and right. doing whatever we're doing. And that's great. That's really interesting. Because I was listening to a, the reason I started doing that is I was listening to a YouTube video. Now I cannot remember what it was or who was talking, but um, he was saying that when you run over time on certain things like getting your nails done and you're like talking to the people over time and that's 15 minutes it's called bleed time and Mm -hmm. so when you have bleed time that all adds up in your whole scheme of life and it's like is that valuable to you like and it might be like bleed time could be valuable like talking with an awesome friend that you haven't seen in 10 years or you know whatever the case is having a good conversation with your boyfriend or significant other those are all great bleed times, but like focus on those bleed times and like seeing which is of value because you have the choice to wrap it up. Like it's there for you. You don't have to stick around. You don't have to hang out longer than you want to. Like the choice is yours. So just make, be more conscious of it. That's what he was trying to say. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so he pointed out the saying, hey, I only have 25 minutes for this meeting or I only have an hour for this coffee date and before you start. So yeah, highly recommend doing that. I love that. That's a good tip. Yeah. I would be curious. So if you guys are in our Facebook group, um, 
would love to hear y'all's feedback after you listen to this episode about different ways that you struggle saying no. And maybe we can continue this conversation yeah. because I feel like it really depends on the individual situation. And sometimes people make excuses or maybe not excuses, but justify why they can't say no because it's my mother-in-law or it's, you know, and so I think that that's a really good discussion. We could continue in the Facebook group. Yeah. If anybody has any that feedback or personal situations that you struggle saying no in, uh, we'd love to continue the dialogue. So yeah. Cause family member or family members are hard because it's like, well, do I say no to them? And, and yeah, the other thing is like, be nice. Like you can say yes. Like, cause I do this sometimes. Like, I'm like, I really want to say no, but like they're my best friend or they're, they really need me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, get it together. Like be nicer because yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm not mean, but I feel like I'm more like if there's a scale I'm more on the mean side in my head I was about to say you're not in real life no but in my head I'm way more blunt and like I don't want to be here like can we wrap this up like I'm like that and so I've tried to be more nice just overall so I don't have bad energy that I bring to the table um because I feel like I don't project necessarily bad or I don't project I don't want to be here vibes Mm -hmm. but I don't know what I'm trying to say. But anyways, basically what I'm saying is we're all human and we all need each other in some form and capacity. Like, and I don't want you guys to think like, oh, I should say no to everything. Like, no, that's not what we're saying. Um, Still say yes, even though you don't want to maybe because favors go a long way when someone needs something. And then when you're in a valley, say, and you need something, they will show up for you. Like if you have mm-hmm. good friends, they'll do it in return. Even if they maybe don't want to or don't have the time, they'll find the time because they mean something to you. So um, that's just what I was gonna say. Just don't be afraid to say no when needed. But also, I know it's hard sometimes when you're like, oh, I need to say yes, and because it's my best friend or it's my family, that's okay too. You can right. say yes to things that it's just life. Right. You're gonna say yes and no your whole life. Absolutely. But just know that you have the choice. Yes. Love it. With everything. Okay, so Q&A. And you have anything else to add? I don't think so. Okay. I uh, I think sometimes saying no, we just need to give ourselves a pep talk and then make the decision yes. to do it. Because it's not bad once you do it. I've never regretted saying no. No, neither have I. And literally, you have to also remember people aren't thinking about you the way you do. So like you working yourself up so much about oh my gosh I have to say no to this person or like and then you say it and they're like okay and you're like why was I worrying like I Mm -hmm. wasted so much time worrying or worst case scenario they lose their mind and did you really want to work with that person exactly on whatever it is like was it even worth it like now you really know oh yeah that decision was good that would have been really tough yes so like just think through but not too much like just say it (laughs) Like if yeah. you, and they trust your gut too. Like if you feel like, oh, I really need to say no to this. Like I'm not feeling this vibe or like with a relationship, break up with them. Yep. You know, you don't. Caroline went there. <laughs> yeah. She said dump. Have you seen that TikTok where he's like, dump her, dump his ass. No, I haven't. Oh, I'll have to find it. Sad. But yeah, like it's okay to break up with people yes. and move on with your life. Like, yes, you have the choice. You're not glued to any human being on this earth i don't care who they are yep so unless you have kids that is true (laughs) or a puppy i'm glued to my puppy right now i miss her but yeah but i'm just saying like you don't have to somebody that's treating you poorly you don't have to be around them no have the choice um and that's what this is all about so q a for today is nothing really about our topic but um This girl said, I just got asked to shoot my first wedding next month, and I'm super excited but also really nervous. It's for my boss's sister-in-law, and it's very small and low-key, perfect for my first wedding. Do you guys have any recommendations for me or advice? I'll take anything. So much love for you guys and the podcast. Thank you. We love you. And my number one piece of advice to somebody who's photographing their first wedding is uh, walk in confident, walk in like you know what you're doing, And if you're unsure of anything, 
pretend like you're not. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Yep. You really, I mean, unless it's something that you can ask the planner for clarification on or something like that, but never express uncertainty to any of the guests. Yeah. Your couple, like I've watched a lot of first time photographers when talking to the client they're working with in the moment, say things like, oh, well, this is my first time or, oh, well, I'm not sure I'm new or like, you know. Yeah. Um, And when you are interacting with that clientele, you need to be the most confident person in that room so that they can feel relaxed because them being relaxed and assured that you're going to take care of them will result in better photos. Right. And make your day run smoother. Yep. And just know like it is a big deal. Like weddings are a really big deal. But what I had to do, like when I first started, because I know that's like so nerve wracking, like, oh my gosh, a wedding, like their most important photos of their life. Like, oh my gosh. I started not thinking of it like that from my perspective. I know they are important. And I know when I get married, they will be the most important photos for me. But when I kind of switched my mindset to this is just my job, like it made me less stressed because if you think about it, like going into an office and like say you have, you you know, a nine to five job and it's stressful. Yes. But it's like you got to get the job done. And so that's the goal. Just get the job done. Be nice to everyone. And yeah, have confidence. That's like the biggest thing. It's just have confidence and just act like you know what you're doing and if you have like a three second break and you need to google something google it yep you have your phone in your hand and you're gonna rock it yeah it'll be great and you'll learn so much and it's gonna be so fun and yeah just go in with a positive mindset be like this is great um and yeah you'll do great yay proud of you and if you need extra advice maybe you should join jump in with joe Oh, yeah. That's in December. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're launching that uh, this week. So keep an eye out. Tell them what Jump In With Joe is. Jump for In those With Joe is my photography workshop. It's geared toward photographers who more so, more or less understand um, the camera side of their career. Um, and it's a creative, but are struggling with the business side. Um, we do styled shoots and things. So there is some of the photography end, but it is much more geared toward personal branding, interacting with clients, getting paid what you deserve and uh, reaching those goals you have as an entrepreneur. Um, and yeah, it's a two day intensive. Well, it actually is over the span of three days, but it's two days of education. Um, workshop and I believe I haven't announced this yet just because we don't have anything locked in but there's going to be and we're going to announce this before registration goes live because okay I'll get there (laughs) so December is the workshop in Fayetteville and then I think in January or February we haven't solidified dates yet um we're going to be doing another workshop in Arizona yeah, so exciting. Yeah, and so both of those things should be, or at least news of both those things should be released uh, sometime this week because uh, we want to release both because I don't want somebody who lives in Arizona to fly into Fayetteville yeah. if, you know, or whatever. Or vice versa if or they want to go to Arizona. Um, if they would prefer to do, one will be more, the Arizona will be more expensive. Right. So that's the only downside. Yeah, it's such a good workshop. I've been to all of them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> And, and we'll uh, probably continue to be at all of yes, them. Yes, and it's really educational, and the girls love it. Like, and they become best friends. And so many girls have that have come to the workshop have become best friends. Like, literally best friends. It's <laughs> so interesting. I know. Um, yeah, we have girls from our two workshops ago open rendezvous together. Yeah, which is a whole styled shoot company, and they met at the workshop. Yeah. Um, and we have a couple girls that ended up being roommates, all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. that they didn't know one another prior to coming right. to the workshop. So it's a really great way to meet people. Um, I know that it's a lot of the way people have found second shooters. Yeah. Um, all kinds of stuff. And just like connecting with community and like people that are doing the same thing as you. And that's what I love about the workshops that I've been to is I've learned a lot, yes, but I also had this new sense of friendship with other people in the industry yeah because with photography it's 
not like a lot of other jobs. Like you're not around other photographers. No. Because nobody really hires not. more than one photographer to be at an event. So to have people that you can talk through your career and who understand you, it's awesome. Yeah. And um, view them as a equal and a friend, not yes. a competitor. Yes. Because that's the goal. Because yes. there's enough work for everyone. Everyone yeah. deserves their best life. And yeah. so And we do a lot of fun like branding shoots yeah, it's in those really two fun. days. We do these cute little setups so that you can get photos of yourself mm-hmm. and um, start your personal branding journey, and I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm. I'm really, highly recommend really excited. Um, the home base. We booked our home base for the December workshop where we're going to be teaching and doing all that, and it's so cute. Oh, it is. You haven't yeah. showed me. I know. Okay, you're gonna show me after this. Yeah. Um. Wow. So you guys should come, and then you can meet Joe. And me, maybe. I'll probably be there most likely. I was about to say, I hope you'll be there. Joseph and me. Um, yeah. And I. So I'm going to go ahead and plug us. Go review our podcast. Yeah. Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Facebook group. Give us your feedback. Share this on your story. You guys have been slacking. It's hurting my feelings. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it's not hurting my feelings. But like when we first started the podcast, it was like, I feel like we got blown up like reposted like a screenshot of um you know our what's it called like our artwork no just like our pay (laughs) what is it called when you like press play I don't know what's that page called I have no idea you know what I'm talking about yeah okay they would screenshot that yeah and repost it and be like ah we love them (laughs) like all these words of affirmation Caroline needs some affirmation so guys Um, and then I would love looking at that and reposting it. So if you want to I be like reposted. It when people post that it's playing in their car. Yes. And we're like on the little screen yes. in the car. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're on a road trip together. Yeah, like in real life. Or like on their TV and they're cleaning. Yeah. I'm if like, you're what? in your car right now, I'm so happy to be on this road trip with you. Yeah. We hope you're having a great day. Great commute. Yeah. We hope Wherever you're Everything going, going, I hope great. that it brings you sunshine and butterflies. I hope your gas tank is filled <laughs> to yeah. the max. Yes. You don't have to stop for gas. I hate stopping for gas. I do too. I don't know I what it, it is. I all, like, literally. And I don't have the husband that fills my gas tank. Yeah, I don't have the boyfriend either, but I always thought I didn't like acts of service. Not that I didn't like it, but I'm like, no, that's really at the bottom of my list. But then I was thinking about it today, actually, because I had to get gas before I came here, and that's why I was a little late. And I was like, if Chris were to fill up my gas tank, I would literally love him for the rest of my life. Like, sold. Um, I've learned that I don't think I have a love language. I think I want people to do any of them. <laughs> okay. You like all of them? You don't like gifts? <laughs> yeah, I'm not big on <laughs> gifts. But, I, like, the thing is, no, that's not true. I don't give well with gifts. Gotcha. And receiving gifts stresses me out. We need to do a podcast episode on this. We talk about it all the yeah, time. Yeah, love languages. But um, receiving gifts only, it makes me feel loved, but it makes me feel stressed because then I know that person's love language is gifts and I suck at giving them. Oh, I see. And so I don't like receiving them because then I automatically, I'm like, oh, you're shit, guilty. I can't be friends with this person. There's his gifts and I, they will never feel loved by me. Right. <laughs> so. And then I get but anxiety. sometimes when you give gifts, it doesn't mean you want them. Like, I think I like giving gifts more than getting them. Oh, 100%. I mean, yes, and I think a lot of people are like that. But when I give a gift, I don't, like, need it in return. When I was younger, I was like, that's bullshit. Anybody that says that, bullshit. Like, they like receiving gifts more than they like giving gifts. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, Oh, yeah, I totally thought that when I was younger. Yeah. 100% not true. And I think the reason you think that when you're younger is because you don't have any kind of, like, income or financial security. (laughs) So you're like, it's so stressful to give a gift because I have to spend one of my my piggy bank is gone. (laughs) You know? And then once you become financially independent which is a privilege but whenever you become financially independent you're it like, oh it's fun way yes. better spending my money on other people right speaking of gifts i my mom's birthday is coming up hers is october 16th what are we gonna do and i don't know but i bought her a gift yesterday i'm like who am i yesterday wow that's the enneagram one i'm telling you i'm like who the fuck am i i'm really proud of you two gifts ordered online coming in the mail Wow. And wrapping paper. I'm like, wow. what the hell? 
I forgot my dad's birthday this year. Oh, sad. I I cried. <laughs> no. I legitimately cried. When was it? When the is day it? after yours. Oh, it is. That's yeah. right. And I didn't forget. Okay, so I called my sister. That the makes week. so much sense that your father's a Virgo. Does it? Yes. Oh. Okay. So well, I never put that together. I knew his birthday was after mine, but I never realized well, he was a Virgo. I called my sister on Monday because they were going to visit my sister on his birthday. And I was like, don't forget when he gets there, it's his birthday. Oh, gotcha. I like called and I was like, just don't forget. Like, whatever you guys are going to do, I'll call, you know, him. But obviously yeah. I'm not going to be there or be able to visit. She was like, I won't forget. It's on my calendar. And I'm like, okay. And then we did your birthday and all this stuff. And then the day after your birthday, there was just a ton going on during the day. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him. No, you twice. did not. That's horrible. That's I ca- <laughs> and I called. He didn't call me. I called him. That is twice bad. on Thursday, and was like, "How's the drive going?" No, because like, I knew they were going to Omaha. And I was like, "Is everything good?" Whatever. At eleven p.m., I'm laying in bed and I bust out crying. <laughs> And Matt's like, what? And I go, it's my dad's birthday. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, and? And I was like, I talked to him twice, and I didn't even say happy birthday. Oh, my So I texted gosh. my dad at like 1130 and was like, hi, out of your three daughters, I am by far the worst because <laughs> I reminded everybody it was your birthday, and then I forgot. <sighs> I've never done that. I was heartbroken. That's really bad. And I was like crying and Matt's like, Joe, it's okay. You have a lot going on. I'm like, there's not enough that can be going on in my life for me to forget people's <laughs> birthdays. And then one of my good friend's birthday was yesterday and I didn't text her till like 9 p.m. Um, I just have not been good. You texted me. You were there for me. I didn't text you. Oh, you didn't text me actually. No, you no, didn't. No, I just came to your birthday. Yeah, dinner. that's true. But it's because I knew I was going to see you in person. Yeah. But I got your gift days before your birthday. Wow, good job. And it was a good gift. A plus. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> if you're in the car, if you're cleaning, any of those things, yeah. we love oh, you. Oh, wait. I was going to say something oh. about gas because I'm on the Sorry. gas tank deal now. I hate – the reason I hate going to the gas station is it takes so long. Like, you – they ask you so – it doesn't <laughs> – Joe is looking at me like, are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm just really curious where you're going. No, okay. I'm being really dramatic, yeah. obviously. But – you know when you go to a gas station, and it's like all of them, and they it asks you, it like prompts you so many questions, like, are you a wards member for Casey's? Or And you're like, yes, no. And it's like, what's your PIN number? And then you type it in. What's your, uh, what do they say, area code? You know what I keep doing? I'm like, why do you need to know my area it's code? It's your credit card, so people aren't stealing your credit card. Oh. Um, okay. But do you know what? It's a lot. It's too much. I keep... They've replaced all the card things now to where you don't just insert and pull it out. Yes. That you have the chip that you have to, like, leave it in there. Yes. And without a doubt, every time I get <laughs> gas, I, like, go... Shh, shh. And then it's, like... It's error. error. Yes. It's, and like, it's like, wait 15 minutes yes, while I reset. Or it's, like, see the cashier inside. It's, like, I don't have time for this. Literally. It'd probably be faster. I know. One time I literally did that, like, swiped in and out, and it was it was saying that, like, you swipe too fast. Like, go see cashier inside. And so I literally reversed my car into the one behind me. But then I, I'm so glad I caught this, but I'm sure it would have been fine. But I saw the one I was just at and it was like ready for me to pump gas. And I'm like, how? So then I like had to pull up real fast. Have you ever had your gas tank overflow? No, I haven't. You don't believe me that it happens either, No, I believe you? you because I think it did happen once to us. With you? Yes, I was there. Okay. Well, I've... Okay. So everybody in my life does not believe me on this. (laughs) And it's happened with two different cars that I have. Like, not that I have. I don't own two cars. But like, I have my car, my first car, and then I drive a Subaru now. And it's happened with both at different gas stations in different Different states. Different cars too. You know? Yeah. And so um, where I always stand outside with my gas because I've had my gas tank overflow I think four times in my life now. <laughs> no, I think it happened to us because then you were like, see, see. Well, it happened with Brayden, I know. Yeah, it happened with Brayden, and then you told me that. And then in my head, I was like, yeah, I don't believe that. I mean, I did, but I was just like, okay, I don't. And I think I've it's just a fluke. Matt watch me how I pump gas because I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Right. And I'm not. I, I know how to pump gas. And I don't even know what you would do wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
but Matt to this day still is like, I'm not getting out to watch it. And I'm like, it's going to overflow one of these days. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I stand out there now because that has happened. I think I was with you because something, I think I was on duty because you're like, watch my gas tank. And you were inside like peeing or something. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not watching her gas tank. And it literally overflowed. I think that's what happened. And it's just like gas just yes. pours. And it like your money keeps going up. I'm not worried about the money. I'm worried about I know, the gas all over the ground. Literally. And my clothes and my hands. Literally and... everywhere. All of your car. Um, but yeah, it's so funny. Like, but yeah, no I one believes gas. me. No one does believe you. I'm going to put that on my story today. Yeah, you should. I want to see if anybody else has I ever... wish I lived in New Jersey where they pump my gas for me. Is that the only state they do that anymore? I think so. Dang. Like Morgan, my one of my good friends, she lives there. And she's like, yeah, I don't pump gas. I'm like, okay, sassy. I have to. Yeah. And like in the freezing cold pumping gas, nothing worse. Nothing worse. Or when it's raining. Yeah. I mean, raining's fine because you're like under the I thing. like pumping gas on a road trip, though. Yeah, the break. It's more about the, like, going in and getting a candy yes. bar. Yeah, <laughs> little snacks. I've had a family member one time, <laughs> he was pumping gas and drove off. Oh, did it detach? No, it didn't detach, but the whole car, like, jolted. Like, it was the weirdest thing. It was like, dun and, like, we thought the whole thing was going to come down. Uh-huh. I'm like, why didn't you take that out? Come on now. It'll detach before it. Yeah. But but I'm always worried about that now. I'm like, oh my fair. gosh, I have to like take that out. That's fair. Yeah. Well, anyways. We love you. We hope you say no more. Yeah. When you want to. You have the choice. And hope you guys have a blessed and wonderful week. Bye. Bye.